0: This is How to Colour Cats, a podcast about abandoned progress. I'm Tony. I'm Dan. And Dan, today we are talking about how to know when something's finished.
1: How do you feel about this nuclear war situation? The Cold
0: War from like the 70s, 80s and all that, you mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. Those ones. Those ones. <laughs> <laughs> they started
0: around the 60s, didn't they? Yeah, oh, maybe. I know nothing about history. I assume you're talking about Trump and North Korea. I am. Yeah. Um, I'm you terrified. S- you are scared? Yeah, of course I'm scared. It's fucking terrifying. The do- both of them are maniacs mm.
1: with very big explosive devices. But it seems like only the news is scared, like, you know... People pe- don't... It doesn't seem like a like an environment of fear, like I, w- I'm told that the uh, Cold War was. Uh, now, I'm stop, sure... There's d- no, like, get under your desk,
0: like... Um, the reds under the beds or whatever it yeah. was. Uh, not yet, but I'm sure the Cold War didn't start with just one day everyone's terrified. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's coming, Dan.
1: I feel like it's all...
0: Smoking just as
1: scary as it could have been then, you know. Fire and fury. Well, <laughs> well we're gonna fire at you. Um,
0: I don't know. I don't think it. I, I like to. I, I, <laughs> I said this to Blinda the other night, it's gonna be fine. And she's like, You really believe that, <laughs> did don't you? Say you? it like
1: that, yeah. it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I did. And she's
0: like, You believe that, don't you? And I'm like, I have to. Like, mm. what other option have you got
1: at this point when you don't know? this is the thing i think about all the time (laughs) imminent death (laughs) that too i was just no um optimism and like i think it's a really good quality but Mm. when you're very optimistic when is it a bad idea to be optimistic because you might not take precautions like um you know if a sign says like bridge collapsed uh no way through and you're like i'm sure it's not real and you drive off the cliff that's a bad time to be optimistic but you know (laughs) it's a bad analogy but what i'm saying is like there are times where being cautious or scared can result in you actually addressing the thing so is that that's that's evolution that's why we
0: feel fear and dread anxiety is there for a reason is it
1: I think so. Just to stop me getting out of bed in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) When it gets there, yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, that that circuit can definitely go into overdrive. But isn't it a good thing for us to be engaged and active? Maybe it's a a,
0: a, a, to be um, cautiously terrified. Yeah. Or cautiously optimistic.
1: Cautiously optimistic. Like we assume everything's going to be okay with like. Uh, climate change rate, for example. Like, oh, technological optimism assumes that um, technology is going to fix it. Don't worry, we'll we'll have enough renewables or something. You know, everything will be up to par by the time we, we need it to be. But, but if it's not, um, people will say, oh, well, how could we have known? Maybe what we should be is not optimistic, but actually take the cautious of pr- approach of maybe that will happen. What if it doesn't? If it doesn't, let's plan for that. Like, you know, a rational human being would be in the camping. It's like, I'm sure we'll find a water fountain. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you might. (laughs) It sounds like you were
0: not a Boy Scout. (laughs) No,
1: I was not. But exactly, like, wouldn't you take that approach? Be prepared. Be prepared, of course. For nuclear war.
0: (laughs) But uh, I think the problem, uh, we're getting a little off topic, I feel, but the (laughs) the problem is that. um, You need society to agree on what prepared looks like. Mm. And that's generally all the argument is, isn't it? It's It's not necessarily whether we should or shouldn't be cautious or scared Mm. or um, prepared for these situations. It's how we go about that.
1: Right. If you can't decide on what being prepared looks like, how do you decide on to move it to the art place what being finished looks like? You can't. Okay. so (laughs) I feel like we're in the same conversation. We're we're in the same conversation.
0: So, whether you're terrified of nuclear war (laughs) or terrified about whether your EP will be any good, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I know a band that's in that situation I'm not sure which I'm more scared of. (laughs) Well, by the time we release the EP, maybe the world won't exist anymore, so that will be fine. (laughs) We'll have nothing to dread. Imagine that. This whole process has just been, like purgatory really oh it's like lost they're on they're on the island oh god um but you never that's exactly it like we we're currently in the process of recording um still getting (sighs) all the tracks down um sitting down and figuring out what steps need to be taken to get the end result that we want and keep running into the same problems of when when do we know that it's done? Mm. So we can sit down and go, yes, we've recorded all the tracks. So it's done. But now we need to mix everything. So it's not done. So there's still a heap of extra work. So we mix everything. And then we go, okay, the chorus here isn't as big as we'd like it Mm. to be. So now we need to record. Maybe we'll put another guitar in there. Or maybe it needs a trumpet line. Or maybe a harp solo would be lovely. So it's not done. Because now we need to go back and record more. We need to mix that in. And then we get a good mix and we're happy with it and we master it. But it's not quite as full as we want it, so it's still not done. So we have to go back and revisit that. And then it's all mastered and it's all fine and it's all happy, so we need to press it. Do we Do, do we want to press it onto a CD, onto a vinyl, or just as MP3 downloads? Who knows? It needs to be packaged in something, so let's go and do a photo shoot or let's get an artist to, to decide our thing. This can be... A conversation that happens over the span of 20 fucking years, if you wanted to. It can be. Um, and this is something we're struggling with at the moment, I feel. Is there some sort of magic
1: ratio where you look at the, uh, the nature of the actual thing that you're doing and ask what's an unreasonable period of time to be spending on it, do you think? Oh there should be we I feel should like do that we we need to be management consultants like uh, Dr. Fox oh, we could um, be which... the
0: BCG of the music
1: world <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I feel like there maybe should be I mean certainly I think we've blown out probably more time on this than we should have definitely
0: Yep. we knew that going in so mm-hmm. we we accepted to trade money for time yes because we didn't have the money to to rent a studio and an engineer to record us so we decided to do it ourselves knowing that that will take a lot longer. Yes. Um, the Hofstetter law states that everything will take longer than you expect, even when you take <laughs> yeah. that
1: law into account. But we're probably double what we thought. Yeah, I, I would say so. I would say actually even a little longer. So it's, it's been about, it's been a, over a year, right? Probably, that We've been yeah. kind of embarking on this. Yeah. It doesn't help that I sort of undertook study in the middle of that, or like a, the, very close to when we also started this. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, I think it's the lack of skill that has um, really marred it. And not taking some of that really good advice, you know, that you hear, like, uh, you know, we recorded to a click and we didn't practice to a click. Um, Yeah, we we listened to all the advice and assumed it didn't apply to
0: us. Yeah. Because we're arrogant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very foolish stuff. But even then, like, you know, I think we're getting to a point where now we are going to have something that we can put out. Yep. And... That's when you, you know, you ask yourself, okay, we've we've sunk like a year into this thing. When you add that extra stuff that you could add, the overdubs, the little parts that you'd like to think about, like, ooh, is it worth spending that extra time to get it to that quality, given how much time we've sunk into this? Yeah. And given how long it would take to get something to this point again? Or do you just go, I'm so glad to get this out? Yeah.
0: It's sort of you get to a point where you're just excited about the next thing. Yeah. Um, Which I don't think we're at at the moment. I think we still Mm. have luckily got the motivation and the drive and the excitement behind us to get this EP done. But I'm sure in the next month or two when we're done recording and we're up to the mixing stage and the the promotional stage and all that, Mm. that we will be at a point where it's like, fuck it, I just want to play new songs. We've got almost an album's worth of material in the bag that we haven't even figured out yet you know we have yeah. skeletons of so many songs we do, we really do um which i'm sure once we get into that will be what we want to do so there has to be a point where we just pull the trigger and go that's that's that you know it's done it's not going to be sergeant peppers it's not going to have <laughs> all those fucking cool trippy transitions yeah. and sound effects and have this beautiful story sort of that twines through it it's it's going to be four tracks on a CD that are going to be good tracks and they're going to sound great Um, and we're going to be happy with them but we're not going to sink another year into making it a masterpiece when we're excited about what we're going to do in the next year. Um, But you're right, where do you pull that trigger? Where do you decide that that's enough? Mm. Because I'm sure that the At the moment, we have scheduled in to record drums, bass, acoustic guitar, electric guitar and vocals. Yeah. We also have a synth player in our band. We haven't we haven't even penciled in time to record that. Yeah, god. Do we record it? Or oh, do or do we leave it bare bones? That's it's a, a t-
1: terrifying prospect that I hadn't thought about. You know, <laughs> I just assumed that we would make that into the recording, but it's it's a fair point. It's something that is on the table is mm. do you build the synth into all of the future material and accept that the current songs are as they are? Yeah,
0: because the synth is written for the new songs. Yeah. It wasn't written for the old songs. It's sort of put into the old songs when we play live. Mm. But whether this product that we're releasing should just be bare bones for three dudes and a girl rocking out, mm. um, or it should be the whole sound that it could be. And I think this comes back to maybe what we've talked about in the past, of that recorded music is almost dead. Mm. So, do you really need to give it that extra, you know, months worth of work for the extra ten percent quality?
1: But but okay, recorded music as a um, sellable thing mm. is, is 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 certainly your, almost your dead. Available for a product, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not dead as, uh, and it pains me to say this, but as like a promotional tool, no. like which which is what it is now. Yeah. Um, and and I don't think that's. We've talked about this before. I, I, I don't think it's okay that that's what recorded music has become, but uh, it is that. Yeah. Like, I, it doesn't matter if I think it's okay. I'm the old man, like, <laughs> pontificating about what should be. When it's what is. So, in that sense, it's still... You, you come up against the same question. Like, it's better to have something than not. And we've really struggled against this. I, I know that not having anything to point to that we can says at least you know sounds like what we sound like live yeah that's been i'm sure that stops us getting all sorts of opportunities there's all sorts of things we don't even consider doing because we don't have a cd to send somebody yeah
0: well so many festivals we've gone to apply for and it's like oh yeah send in an mp3 of your songs are over yeah so we stop <laughs> <laughs> filling in the form you know like that's it like we, we've got nothing to show it's like, oh, we've got a gig next month. You could come down and check us out. So no yeah. one's going to do that. No, that's a <laughs> big investment of time and yeah. maybe five bucks. Yeah, exactly. So where does that leave us? We slam this thing out. Yeah, I, th- I think that's where we are. Then... So is is it is it something that we need to talk about just being more efficient in what we do? So the next... You know, next year, I'm assuming we we, well, we want to do some video clips and we want to do an album. Mm. Probably not next year, maybe the year after. Yeah, I would say the year after. Um, but do we want to spend the time on writing a song and recording it there and then and getting it and it's in the bag, it's done, then moving on? Or do we want to spend the time just purely writing and playing shows and worrying about
1: recording at the end of it? I almost... I, I, they're both tempting and I... I uh, I frequently uh, think about how learning how to record live whilst we write stuff would be the most efficient thing, and would capture so much of the energy that we struggle to capture. I think in the kind of traditional, well, not the traditional, but the, you know, the modern way of mm. like recording things. Now we do have multiple. Uh, we're 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 blessed in the sense that we have multiple. Areas where we could get a lot of isolation. However, I love it when you talk about just spending that year writing material and thinking about recording at the end of it. Um, God, that sounds after this long slog like <laughs> bliss. It's all you want to do, yeah, it's, it's all to like, jam, man.
0: What's wrong I with just jamming, you'd man? Get me here, but yeah, all I want to do is jam. <laughs> um, but then it's it's such an it's a it's such a part of the process as well. Recording, yeah. like writing the song, is it's not even 50% of the process because you're writing the song for a product and it's mm. essentially two products. It's, it's a live version of that song that people hear when they see you and it's a recorded version that they hear on the radio yeah. or, on, you know, in their earbuds. Um, the live version, cool, great, you can work on that and perfect it, but the recorded version, you have so much more control over exactly what mm. it is and what it's going to be. Um, you know, a painter can paint a picture of a tree... But you have this choice over exactly what medium you're going to use to create that picture of the tree, which mm-hmm. is exactly what it's going to be at the end. It's always going to be a picture of a fucking tree, but it could be an you know, it could be a screen print, or it could be a painting, or it could be a sketch. They're, they're all very different products yeah. of the same
1: thing. That's a a fascinating point. Like you you define the experience for the listener with a recorded thing, whereas mm. in a live room, there's so much to chance, which is the fun of it. Yeah, um,
0: which is what. It, It's why I love being a musician is just throwing it to the wind and Mm -hmm. hoping that it's great. We played a show the other week at a venue that we probably weren't quite organised to to show. (laughs) Actually, let's quickly talk about this. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. (coughs) We had a um, a gig lined up with a band and they sort of just threw out, you guys are headlining, uh, to which we was a bit stunned and thrown Mm. back because... You know, we don't really want to if it's not our show. We sort of want to organize a thing that we're going to headline. But that's fine. Cool. We'll do that. Um, they organized all the other bands and the backline and all that. And it's all fine. Two days before the show, we get a message from them saying, oh, we're sick. We can't do the show. Two days in advance. Fair enough, I guess. Um, but that's fine you guys are going to organize a replacement band for yourselves and and organize a backline for us to which the reply was yeah yeah we kind of tried a little bit but no
1: mm.
0: so 2 days out we had to <laughs> rely on our good favor with other bands to God. to fill in the void and get our shit together to get gear to the place and and we pulled it off and it was a great show but we weren't quite organized for it because it was thrown together mm. So the sound quality, I'm sure, was not great. I felt like I was loud and overpowering, and couldn't hear much on stage. And we, we weren't really—it wasn't great for the audience, probably. I'm assuming. Mm. But I fucking loved it. I had so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> because we 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 played really well. We bounced off each other really quite well, That's and true. we had a lot of fun. And for me, that's what it's about. It's, yeah, it's that experience i I wish that it could sound better sonically in the room, but I think what translates more than sound quality is the energy that the band has, and if we can do that, then uh, that's what we'd do it for.
1: It's so true i uh, were well, a lot of i in terms of like what I could hear and stuff and and I forgot a bunch of lyrics and shit like that, <laughs> and it was just very embarrassing for me and uh, you know, getting down, I was like. I felt very apologetic, and a couple of comments were like, "That was like the best. Like we yeah. enjoyed that the more than we've seen you play." And there wasn't a big room, but it was mostly close people. But yeah. I was like, "100, you're you're, you're right on that because just, otherwise that wouldn't make any sense." Yeah. <laughs>
0: you just pissed into the wind,
1: and it all it all worked out. <laughs> it went over here, and it, and it formed an ice statue. Yeah,
0: exactly, and we had some we had some friends we hadn't seen for a while show up. Yeah, and it was it was a really good show. Um, and that's why I that that's why I, I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I would prefer to sit in the room and get the songs right and get it live sounding great. Mm-hmm. And I would almost prefer to just record a gig and release that as opposed to taking what we've created and then trying to isolate it. Yeah, um, it,
1: it hasn't. Look, it, it's been it's been a weird process trying to do that, and I, I think it has shown. Um, me who uh, well, particularly me who I think was I thought part by part was really the most um, the the smartest way to go, and I think it's really shown me that live is something to a recording live something to aspire to, (laughs) something to aspire to, but or just something to spend the time getting right, or or spend the um favors or money or whatever it is to to make it happen because you just there's so much you lose. I can't believe mm. how much we've lost, and we, we've done a good job of getting it back in. Definitely, but uh, we've but it's been we've hard.
0: Retaken the songs so many times oh. to get there, um, and it's still never going to be. It's still never going to be what you see at a show, no. and and that's fine. Like I keep saying, it's a, it's a different product for a different audience. Mm. Um, but I think back to deciding when 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 enough is yeah. enough it's much easier to do it in a live setting because you throw it out it's it's there, it's done um, and you kind of don't want it to be perfect yes you, you, kind of want it to be, you kind of want to forget the lyrics a little bit because that gives you this little moment where you can look up and see the one or two people in the crowd who have noticed and sort of have that fucking little
1: uh, yeah, I'm yeah. a dickhead
0: um, as opposed to it being perfect and people may as well have just
1: gone and seen a DJ <laughs> And to learn to take that with grace as well, like we all make mistakes. Um, no, I've never made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone but Tony makes mistakes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm obviously you're devoid of this experience, but um, learning how to make those mistakes and recover quickly and not let it get to you, move past the mistake, is a skill in and of itself that, you know, more and more I kind of want to get better at that. You yeah. know, just like, the less it phases you, the, the less time you're going to... If it's a lyric, for example. Mm. If you forget a section, if you get hung up on it, you're going to forget more than that section. Yeah. If you just immediately move past it, or just, like, can learn to accept that you make mistakes, then you'll you'll come back, and no one else is going to notice or care. Nah, no one gives a shit. Because, <laughs> well, a live show is a show. Yes.
0: Um, One part of that show being
1: a little glitch doesn't affect the whole show Mm. it just affects that tiny little spot and in some sense I think that that's really what you're getting at is like Mm. what you don't get right shows everybody what you do get right yeah Oh, yeah, he fucked up those lyrics. But, man, he remembered
0: the second verse. He remembered it so well. Actually, that was a lot of lyrics. So, you know, there's a lot of parts in that, that song. incredible. The narrative just keeps going. 13 verses. My gosh.
1: <laughs> Can't, that's my dreams, you know. <laughs> Could do with one more verse. One more verse. Um, so, yeah,
0: since we have the control to to fix all that in recording, you get hung up on it. You can. And... There's five people in this band, and we all need to agree when, when it is done. Um, which we're all pretty good at, actually. Yeah, surprisingly, we surprisingly we gel pretty
1: well. Um, but it can be a hard thing. Mm. Much like a podcast, to know when it's finished is uh, a difficult <laughs> thing. <laughs> is it ever really finished? I don't know. But I've been Dan. I've been Tony. This has been How to Cull Cats. <laughs>